What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Whitetail Bloodline podcast. I'm going to be your host on this one, Tyler Wilbur. Got the boys on with me. Me doing some turkey talking, going over some hunting tactics for this coming season uh, for me and what's worked for Angelo. And excited to pick you guys' brain about some things, Jonathan. What do you think? I'm ready to go, man. Let's get to it. Angelo, you ready, brother? Uh, I can't wait. Let's get going. Let's dig into it. So, alrighty, boys. I'm the last to enter into the turkey season. Um, Angelo, you tug out pretty early, buddy. Let's uh, let's talk about it. Yeah. So, opening day of Illinois. Literally, I drove up right after Easter. Uh, The family thought I was crazy. They're like, "You're going up for the day." Like, the weather's perfect. I know the gobblers are. They're out strutting in the field, so I'm going to make the drive. I literally just got back from the property, like, I don't know, probably 10 hours before that, and I went straight back up. So you could say I'm a I'm an addict for opening day. I love getting out there if I can. And uh, so the main mission was me to jump on the my property, and I know I roosted a bird the day before, so I knew nice. he was out there. I knew he was out there, and uh, – I actually kicked him up two days before that. So I knew he was a good bird. He had about nine inch beard. Mm-hmm. So going into opening morning, I went down onto the property, got down there around six o'clock and heard an owl call and he started gobbling. I'm like, all right, I know where he's at exactly. Probably moved into the timber about, I don't know, probably walked about a hundred yards in, sat down and just waited. And he was just hammering the whole time. I got some really good footage of him hammering. And, uh, that, that I put on the YouTube video and he was going on for, I don't know, about 30 minutes. And then about seven fifteen, I saw the two hens work their way in and he was falling not too far behind them. So this is where everything went sort of wrong for me. <laughs> <laughs> me on opening day so i'm not sure if anyone's ever had an opening day blunder but uh that's what happened to me as a really eye opener so bird was coming in he was full strut two hens passed me up they were probably five yards behind me i had the ghillie puck right in front of me so they couldn't see and uh i get the gun up and he puts his head up and click oh man yeah so I must not have chambered the the round fully. I use a semi-automatic, so it's pretty loud when I chamber those rounds. Yeah. And I, I didn't think about doing it at the car. So I got down there. I did it really quietly, and I must not have fully chambered that round. So that was uh, that was an error on my on my part. But you live and you learn. Yeah. When he was uh, coming in, was he uh, was he spitting and drumming? Oh, he was he was all heated up. I didn't I didn't. Oh yeah. Because he was coming after the two hens, uh, I called that whole morning, and they were just super vocal, responding back to me. Nice. And I didn't even need a decoy. I had two, you know, life size decoys just right in front of me doing yeah. the job for me. So he came I in know. on a string. I always find that too. Like if I do find a gobbler with hens, I'm like my mission is to piss them hens off to yeah. bring them right to me you know that mm-hmm. that's normally most cases 
you know, when you start calling and if that gobbler does with it, in opposite direction. It's just like, oh, yep. Yep. Bitch. That's the thing. I mean, you get them later into the season, they're locked in. And yep. the only way you're going to be able to pull them in is if you pull that hen in. Yep. For sure. You know, so I pulled in both of those hens and she was, one of them was obviously had eggs because I just found a nest with uh, nine eggs. Yeah. So they lay an egg each day. So that puts it before my opening day. So he he already got to both of them, I'm assuming. Yeah. But, uh, so that, that happened, the misfire happened and, uh, Waited about 45 minutes to see if they worked their way back, but I was super doubtful about that. And I heard them hammering across the way on the family property, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to go make a move. And I've got a lot of birds just stalking them. You know, you, right. you have to be aggressive. I know you you and I talked about that a little bit. Yep. You can't second-guess yourself. You just got to go after it, especially if it's yep. early in the season. Yeah, make something happen. Yeah, exactly. And it was my only day that I was going to hunt for that week. So I'm like, okay, let's make a move. So I jumped the jumped the road, get onto the family property, and uh, I could see them about probably I don't know, probably 350 yards away on the hillside. We have a pond, and then we have hazelnut and like I don't know, cedars and white pine thicket. So I'm like, if I can make it to that thicket, they're on the other side about 100 yards. Then I can make a move there. So. Took me a while, but I got there because I had I was calling and I had another hen come up from behind me and come like right at me. So I had to wait till she left. I didn't want her spooking anything. So I get there. It's about probably ten o'clock, and they worked their way over the hill. It was four gobblers and it must have been five or six hens. So it's a big group. They're just working the whole field. The sun was right on them. They're feeling really good. So they worked their way over the hill, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to crawl up this hill and get to that tree. So if you, if you listeners have watched the YouTube video, you'll see that I, I'm, I get to that one tree, and that's, that's where I end up making the, the kill shot. So it took me like 15 minutes to crawl up that hill. What's so, going through your mind, dude, as you're like – like, like you I'm be- second guess yourself like yeah. you're gonna get to the top of this hill and he's not gonna be there like did that i mean that yeah. always goes through my mind when i'm putting this yes yes until i heard them gobbling i'm like he's oh still there. wow like when okay. you could just like feel it yeah you could feel their gobbles you're like oh man we're right on top of them. it hits you right in your chest i know exactly yep. what you mean yep so the only other thing that was going through my mind was, am I being too loud? Because there's a lot of leaves in the grass. Yeah. And I'm never. I'm usually not worried about the toms because they're giving, they're giving themselves away. I'm worried about the hens. Right. And I had no clue on where those hens were at in the timber. So thankfully, I get up to the edge, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna peek over, and if I see a top of a fan, it's it's game over. So I peek, and I see he's still strutting. That's when I get the gun up, and as soon as he puts that fan down, he puts his head up. I just let him have it. It was great. It was, it was an absolute roller coaster of emotion because I went from the bottom of the bottom of having that misfire and having that bird run off to making that move and literally punching my tag for Illinois. I mean, I could have gotten two more tags, but 
I try to manage the manage the flock a little bit. Yeah, that's yeah. cool, and dude. It was great. It was like no one was out there, unfortunately, to enjoy it with me. Yeah, but uh, I called my dad. He he drove out because he was back at the house, and then we took some pictures and celebrated then. But it was a it was a great memory. Wish wish you boys were there with me, but it was I one for the books for day. sure. Yeah, one day, brother. Johnny, one for the books for sure. Johnny, you over there, boy? Yes, <laughs> man. John. Do you really you want thinking? to talk about my season? <laughs> I do want to talk about <laughs> yeah. this season, matter of fact. It's all uh, about highs and lows. Yeah, this uh, is all, it's what it's about, brother. This has been such a learning curve for me. You know, this is my first year of really diving into turkeys. So, huge learning curve. You know, Blake's been – we Blake has been the number one, you know, trying to get him his tag filled. Um, so trying to find turkeys, you know, our population is not very high out here in Western Kansas. So just trying to find them is a struggle in itself. And then when you find them, it doesn't seem like the same thing twice. Like they don't come through the area, you know, every day. Right. So that makes it, that adds a whole nother element to it. Um, so it's kind of almost like we're reverting back to spotting and stalking them just about. So thankfully yeah. Tyler, Sent me the Mojo Scoot and Shoot decoy. Got that today, so I'm hoping to put that to good use in the next few weeks. And hell, yeah. maybe see if we can close the distance a little bit. So, dude, I think you will, man. Yeah, I'm, I think so. I mean, you had a couple of hens, right? You're actually starting yep. to see some birds in front of you, which is yeah, which is an improvement. Yeah, and you know, talking to you guys, and then also talking to Josh and Jared Stubbs from Elevate Stand Company. You know, they've been throwing me a lot of a lot of helpful hints and stuff to try to help me along. You know, I guess, like I said, it's my first year to do it. Um, so it's 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 tough, man. These turkeys, their eyesight is absolutely insane. You take a whitetails times like two or three. I mean, it's crazy what their oh, eyesight yeah. is. Yeah, their uh, eyesight's incredible. You and know, it's yeah. I mean, it's a learning curve. It's a learning curve for you. And you're trying to film at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going in. It's tough. And then you have Blake, too, on top of it. So it's two times the movement, two times the individuals out there. Right. And you most likely have a group of eyes on you. So it's mm-hmm. – it's, it's yeah, and tough. you know, I'd rather I'd rather get him his first bird than than worry there about myself. Go. If he ends up tagging tagging one, then you know, I'll go I'll go out with with me and try to and try to get one for myself. But you know, I just he's he's my main focus. It's kind of like that deer season too. It's always my main focus to get the kids their deer first before I go off and do my yeah. thing. But, but yeah, man, it's it's cool. I've I've never been. I've never been too too excited about turkey hunting until this year. So, yeah. you know, adding adding that to it and kind of, you know, the off season of something else to pursue is yeah. pretty pretty cool. I, I like it a lot, so heck yeah, brother. You know, I'm as as you're you know, going over your experiences, man, I can't help but to think just like all right, what can we do here, John boy? Like, what can we do to change up the game? And I'm thinking, you know, you got that decoy and your reputation with, you know, 
decoying stuff is pretty damn good you know <laughs> so i'm the wheels are turning in my head and i'm thinking like i would probably john be trying to cover a lot of ground getting eyes on a lot of places that you can get permission to hunt and yeah. with a spot and scope and like i don't know Ange, what do you think like a good time of day to be looking for him in the fields would be probably like later morning right 10, 10 o'clock yeah 10 like o'clock. nine ten o'clock, 10 o'clock i would be looking for him are, in the field those birds okay. are out yeah um, um use the weather too i mean yeah i was talking with tyler a little bit that rainy weather oh yeah me, per- me personally i don't want to be out in the rain but those birds love it really they yeah. love the rain they're find well, an, find an ag field yeah field in general they uh they actually like to be in the field believe it or not to so they can shake off um so that when the rain stops normally after like right after a rain if you get to a field man there will be turkeys there turkeys come out Mm -hmm. after it's done rain they shake themselves off to dry off well Um, i'll keep that in mind because you know these next few days we've got a chances of rain and stuff so i'm gonna there keep that go, in mind that you know maybe you, get off after work or something and head out there and see do you actually yeah. have some rain in the forecast yeah yeah we have nice. uh we have a little That's bit huge. of some light sprinkles today and then we've got a uh i think an 80 percent chance tomorrow so looking like it might rain tomorrow that's good good man so that will i don't you know wheels turning in my head buddy get out and use that mojo decoy i'm telling you man mm-hmm. you can you can do it I mean, you and Blake, I mean, Blake's small enough. You guys could army crawl across that field and you can get away. That's one thing I've seen with them fanning decoys, man. You can get, you can kind of cheat a little bit. You can get away with some movement behind them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Right. Definitely. And then use your topography too. Use that to your advantage. I mean, yeah, for sure. If you know the landscape, use it. I mean, Mm -hmm. use that knowledge because, I mean, I knew, like on the family property, I knew where they're going to be at going over the hill. I knew what I had to do to get up to there. So if you know your landscape, use that to your advantage. Yeah. You know, and try and, you know, get to a, a vantage point where you can see a good amount of ground with a spot and scope, you know, and see if you can locate them birds out in them fields and, you know, kind of go from there. I'm just looking at people that are hunting out West right now, turkeys. And that's kind of what I'm gathering is consistent in, in the playbook is, yeah. you know, spotting them with a spot and scope and formulate right. your game plan around such, you know. Right. And, and here's the thing, too. Let's just say you can't close the gap. Let's just say it's getting late. You see that flock of birds out there. You see where Very they're soon. going up to roost. And then drop, them drop a pin. Yep, drop a pin. You know mm-hmm. where they're at. And then get on them right in the morning. Right, mm-hmm. but that's the thing. I mean, I think you don't know where they're roosting specifically, or you you have an idea, but it's quite a ways in. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah it's quite a ways okay. away from the properties that I can hunt. Yeah, gotcha. So it's they've definitely given you a, a difficult season so far. But <laughs> well, when you think <laughs> about it, it's are... almost kind of like you know you call it the turkey rut right now. So it's yeah. kind of the same with our whitetails. You know, they're yeah. they're on the move. They're looking. You know, they're they're not consistent. Kind of the yeah. same thing with these turkeys. So just kind of kind of keep that in mind. Yeah. 
Do what oh. you do best, buddy. Kill with the decoy. Yeah. Right. So don't let them hen see you first. Gotcha. Okay. So John, so John, what are some things that you've taken so far from this this season? What are some things that you're going to carry on with you for these upcoming turkey seasons? Uh, man, it's really going to be just location. You know, locate them. Mm-hmm. That's that yeah. is the biggest thing is locate them, and then these next coming seasons. Remember that you know this is where you see the highest numbers or. You know, they always come from the river, from two miles south of where you're at. That's where they're always coming from. And, you know, just make sure to focus on that these next few years of, Mm -hmm. you know, knowing where where they're living. So that's because, you know, I I never to the turkeys until this year. I, you know, I was like, okay, there's a turkey. But I don't ever, like, retain that information. I don't ever put it in the back of my mind, like, hey, you know, there was, you know, a flock of 20 of them here right next to this walk-in property. Sure, you know, right. I, I never think about it. I'm always worried about the deer. Yeah. <laughs> so. and, it's understandable. I mean, it was more of a last-second thing for you, too. You're like, all right, mm-hmm. we're going to go go out with Blake, see if we can make it happen. And are you using a bow or are you using the shotgun? Shotgun. Shotgun okay. with him, yeah. And okay. I, I'll probably I'll probably use shotgun too, yeah. Uh, just because it is my first year, I don't I'm not so I'm yeah. not as confident with the bow yet shooting sure. a turkey. So, and I think I'm just gonna you know the scoot and shoot decoy that Tyler sent us. You know I'm gonna probably just strap the GoPro to my head and go after him. Oh him. yeah, yeah. I could be cool. Be awesome. <laughs> shoot be him so at five cool. yards. And when yeah. does your season close, John? Uh, I believe it's May 31st. Wow. Oh, nice. Yeah. Long. Yeah, it's like two months. That's yeah, crazy. Uh, ours is a month long. Ours, ours is about a month. The same, same time John goes out, ours goes out. Oh, gotcha. And Tyler, when do you when do you get out? So was that next week? Yeah, so this coming uh, Saturday, I'll be going up to um, – well, I'll be going out west. I won't give my spot away, you know, but, uh, yeah, I'll be going <laughs> – <laughs> You'll be. Are you be with, I'll be uh, going. Uh, wild man, Tim Palmer. Uh, or no? Tim Palmer. Yep, we're going out. He just uh, touched base with me today. We're gonna be getting some rain, so we're uh, we're working up a rainy day gameplay for that that day. And um, you know, we're going to the fields. Ultimately, that's probably how we're gonna play it. Um, and is that what yeah. is that sort of your mindset that? What changes if it starts to rain? Are you hammering the fields more than the woods? Is that sort of your game plan? Um, yeah, I think for as far as if it's raining right off the bat, um, probably not gonna. I hate hunting in the rain. You know, um, <laughs> I don't know who I likes do. it. I do. I, I do. I just hate hunting in the rain. So maybe do like go in a little bit later, um, but just set up in a field. Yeah. Will probably be the play, um, but I mean, Tim Tim has these birds, you know, pretty much dead to right. So yeah, he's know, got them patterned like clockwork. It seems like so he knows yeah. where they're going to be he's at. So I'm pretty pretty stoked for it, man. But uh, you know, we really are starting to see an increase in turkey population here in PA. I don't know how it is for out out where you're at, Ange and 
John, I mean, John, when was before this year, John, have you ever seen turkeys like out near you? Yeah, I just kind of a few here and there, though. Nothing, not very many, I, but it's always been that way. You just don't see very many. You know, right, our numbers sporadic. are, yeah, it is very sporadic. Yeah. Okay. I feel like for us, I think it peaked probably, I don't know, five or 10 years ago. And so we really got that population up. It's one of the great success stories of, you know, the Illinois DNR bringing the turkey back here. But uh, I think the past couple of years, we're seeing more and more bobcats. We're seeing a lot more coyotes. No one's trapping. Not many people are doing much in terms of preserving your sort of habitat and fence rows and stuff like that. So a lot of things are going against the turkey population. And even your nest raiders, like your coons, yeah. and, you know, other critters like that. So I've, yeah. I think they've taken a hit the past five years. And um, even if you have some really bad storms, that could, that could do some damage to the turkey population oh, yeah, as well. So, but, you know, the good thing is the past couple of years, they've been super quiet once they hit the ground. But this past year, they've been vocal, which is great. Because then you're able to make game plan, make moves on them. So seems yeah. like they're the population is pretty decent right now. But I don't know, a lot more predators. Yeah, that's the thing. Predation is a is a key factor. I think you know, even out here, I think that's probably why the numbers are down. Just too yeah, many coyotes yeah. and too many raccoons and possums and everything else. And Just you've been seeing same. quite a few bobcats too. Yeah. A lot of bobcats, yeah, that's that is for sure. Our pop bobcat population has just exploded in the last, you know, five years. Yeah, and then Tyler, think about where your turkey population would be at if you weren't trapping, or if your old man wasn't trapping. Oh man, yeah, I mean that's one thing I will say. You know, trapping and stuff like that, especially up in my cabin. You know, you guys have seen some of the trail cam videos that. I mean, our yeah. turkey numbers have Unreal, really Jason. significantly increased. And it's just, yeah. you know, um, you do the right thing in an ecosystem and you can see the benefits, you know, not necessarily overnight, but, you know, in a few seasons, the results start coming to fruition and you can see it, man. Once it is, it's like, man, it's super rewarding, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but looking forward to it man um, I kind of hate it because to get the season kicking off for spring gobbler uh, a lot of times we're catching that tail end of when they're hot I feel yeah. so it's you know <laughs> I wish I, I wish I was hunting last weekend or the last two I weekends know. But... you're seeing everyone posting all these birds oh uh... It's tough. it's tough. Your state just has so many weird laws, like not being able to hunt on Sundays. And oh my gosh, that would drive me nuts, dude. Yeah, no Sundays. So when are you moving, Tyler? <laughs> well, uh, we're, we got to find a place first, but we're working on it. <laughs> you should live in my basement. <laughs> oh, gosh. I had this talk. Don't We've tempt him. Don't tempt We've had this talk. I can't. I my bear won't fit in your basement. I need. Oh yes, he will. <laughs> Jeez. Yes, he will. He has room and right John, here in that corner, right there. 
John will have to get rid of a couple two hundreds in order to get that bear in there. So yeah, John, make some room, make some room for him. Yep, put him in the shed, huh? <laughs> oh man! Well, hey, speaking of this now, we're gonna be coming up on probably finding out if we draw, boys. That's yes, true. sir. It closed what true. yesterday? It closed. I guess what? It's last day. Twenty eighth. It closed. Oh, yep. we got we got four days in. It's uh, Friday. Friday it closed. Friday. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Yep. So. I'm thinking we're probably going to find out here in the next couple of weeks. I Hope think so. so. We're one of the first ones to put in, so we'll see. But, I mean, in terms of hunting other states, I think John Boy is going to be talking about hitting Illinois for Turkey next year. Yep. Nice. That is the plan. Tyler, more than welcome, buddy. That'd be great if it's, uh, if it's in the cards. Yeah. I'll have I'm, uh, I'm quite, a, quite a bit of property to to hit, so we'll, we'll, I'm we'll in. Have I'm of in for it, dude. Yeah. If all the stars align right too, I might be trying to go to PA next year. Hey, I'll be having Here's, a tag too, buddy. Hey, that's true, Ange. You'll have a spring gobbler tag. I'll have a spring gobbler. Yep. So here's what we could do: is we could plan a kind of a turkey tour. That'd yeah. be sick. After could, watching Elevate hit. do what they're doing, yeah. they're, they are dropping birds left and right. Oh, like, dude, Josh, do is, that. Josh Stubbs is a freaking animal. Oh, yeah, man. They, <laughs> they all are. Like, yeah, all of they are. Even like, Brittany. Brittany, Reed, Jared. They're yeah, all coming right. down birds, which is awesome. My, so it my gets wife me hyped just looked up. At me. My wife just looked at me like I'm talking about her dropping birds. <laughs> she laughed. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no man I, that would be that would be awesome to do that you know um i can't wait till we can do some collaboration hunts with some some of these people yeah um, but yeah great. man turkey Just to see season. how see how they hunt and see what they do and bounce some ideas off of each other yeah. Yeah, you know, we're actually talking about doing that antelope hunt in western Kansas in twenty twenty four. Yes, sir. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm gonna down be the for that. guy for that. Like that's gonna I, be a good time. I'm I'd be I'm gonna be super nervous. <laughs> nah, don't be. I'll be honest with you boys. Antelope is like a dream hunt of mine and then to go after with a bow with all you killers behind me. Oh my god. <laughs> oh man stop it'll it it'll be a good old but uh yes. Ty Ty yeah, buddy. question for you what are some things that Shoot. you've learned over the past couple of years chasing these gobblers that you're going to be sort of instilling into this season um so for me is elevation is key especially in my neck of the woods you got to, you know, normally start off higher elevation. It's easier to pull your birds uh, up to you versus down to you. They can see yeah. way more coming down the hill. Um, and another thing is just not being afraid to make that critical move when you have time. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I heard Zach Farnball say that the other day. Just if you're thinking, if you got something in your mind – like and it's like oh man i hear him and he's coming 
maybe if I can just get up to this next tree, I can definitely kill him. I, if I get up to this next tree, you just get there. Just yeah. throw like throw it all out the window and get there and make it happen. That that's one thing. Like in so many situations with these birds, where I've just been like right there at the cusp of pulling the trigger and it's like man i just needed him to take a couple more steps and i would have been in the money you know um and for whatever reason dude we freeze like you get in a moment and you're like ah no he's gonna pick me out i'm gonna blow yeah and you don't want you don't want to have those regrets i mean no i don't want that sitting in the back of my mind like the what if right you know right it's and turkey hunting is frustrating man it is very, very easy to like throw your hands in the air and yeah. get pissy turkey hunting. I've found that yeah. really, it's they're frustrating. Um, another thing too that worked for me last year, if they're not talking, don't be afraid to kind of get aggressive on the call. Um, mm-hmm. Again, make try and make something happen out of nothing. And you um, know, one thing that I'll add to that too. If they're not calling, but when you're calling, make sure to watch out your watch your volume. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. a lot of people a lot of people will come out there and just hammer the call. So think about it: oh, if you're yeah. a if you're a bird and you hear something that's super super loud, you're thinking that bird's right in front of you. Oh yeah, soft. And he's, and he's, exactly, he's not going to move. I mean, he's going to look. Yeah. He's going to be like, okay, I don't see anything. So yeah. lower that volume, lower that tone, and make him come through you. I'm always throwing that call a little bit behind me, too. Okay. Yeah, for sure, man. And, you know, another thing, if they're not talking, uh, not giving away their position, I'm kind of, in the morning, I'm kind of actually still hunting slash scouting for any sign. I'm looking on these logging roads. They love these logging roads where I'm at. Uh yeah. They love traveling them. They're easy to get to and from food sources. I'm looking for scratching. Uh, anything that I can find tracks around water water sources to just kind of, okay, here's where they've been frequently. That's what mm-hmm. I'm looking for, man, if they're not talking. So those are all things I'm going to be taking into consideration going forward with my season. And I'm looking forward to it, man. I love turkey hunting. It's it's a rush when when you're like like Ange, I'm sure you can attest for it. When the stars align and that moment happens, yeah, and it's gobbler season, baby. There's it, nothing it's like it. Awesome dude. rush. Absolutely. There's nothing <laughs> like it. I mean, it the past the past two years, I've gotten skunked. So this is my first bird in three years. And really? Yeah. And Dang. Last, last year, I hunted ten straight days, dude. Ten straight days, I was on them. They'd gobble and then go quiet. I'd see wow. them make a move, they'd be gone. Um, it was the longest chess match of my life. <laughs> like what? Like, what like it is like what Tyler it was really like, I was is. ready to. I was ready to throw my gun. I'm like, I'm over this. But then <laughs> get back into it this year, and you're just automatically hooked right in. You hear that first gobble in the morning. <laughs> oh. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing like it. Well, then, Angela, for it. you to get it done on the first day, like that's the first time that I was able to hunt opening day because it's always a Monday. That's awesome. 
so I've never been able to hunt opening day. I usually try to hunt the opening day for my season. So Illinois has, I think, five seasons. They're all either three days or it's like a five-day stretch, which is it's dumb in my opinion because yeah, the, weekend warrior, the weekend warrior. There you go. Exactly. The weekend warriors, they get up there, they hunt Saturday, Sunday, and this past weekend it was snowing, 32 degrees. So my cousin, he had third season tag and he's done. You know, Dang. The, the weather was terrible. I mean, I we got him on birds. I had a gobbler probably about 100 yards away strutting. I wasn't using a decoy and he was looking and didn't see anything and just kept going on his own way. So it's it's tough. I don't know. I just don't like the short seasons. Just give us a month. We kill our bird and we're done. And don't give us yeah. three tags. Yeah, Andrew, I, uh, let's I back know. up real quick, buddy. I wanna I wanna start this off. I wanna say, what do you normally start with when you're going into a call sequence for turkey? What's your call? Call sequence. I like to cut a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um. If I'm if they're not if they're not gob if they're not vocal at all, I'll try and do like a locator call. I'll just throw out the crow call. I'm not good at doing that owl. I've been trying, you know, doing it with my yeah. own my own throat and voice voice. I just can't do it. My dad could do it really well. Yeah. I I I just it sounds crazy but I practice in my truck when I'm driving to work. Yeah, and, and just the uh, I mean, just I'll do some yell. I'll do some yelping as well. It's more. Yeah. I just use the box call, and then okay. if I if they start to to come in, I put the box call down. I'll use one of the diaphragms. Nice. And just because I I can't move a box call and obviously can get the gun up at the same time, so I want to be. Yeah. I don't know what what do you do in terms of your sequence? Um, I'm normally in the morning. For locating them, I'm using my pot call. Uh, I have a glass. It's a Fox Pro hunt. That's why I, I use pot. Fox Pro diaphragm. Yeah, um, it's a Fox Pro. It's called the Honey Pot. It's a glass crystal call uh, pot call, and uh-huh. for locating. And then I also do my my owl hoot. And then, other than that, I'm on the diaphragm using my Woodhaven. Uh, no, oh, nice. Series. Nice. Yeah. Do you do you ever do like a fly down? So I have a wing with me, and I grew up watching Will Primo. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I used to use a hat, um, but I'm like, okay, I'm I just gonna cut off a tip of a wing and just use the wing. So I usually like to do a fly down too, especially if I have decoys out there, because I'm yeah. always I'm always thinking like, okay, if a bird's watching my setup and they automatically just see birds out there and they didn't hear them fly down. I don't know. That's just my, that's just my mindset about it. I'm probably overthinking it, but I always like yeah. to give a nice little fly down in the morning, hit those leaves. Oh yeah. Or I yeah. hit it up I against make... the tree. Yeah. That's what I do. I, I hit my hat against the tree and then, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm calling and stuff, I mean, sometimes I'll walk up and down a logging road like a lone hen, you know? And other than that, I will also, if I'm walking through the woods, I'm scratching, you know? And you'd be surprised, man, especially you get in, like, my area in a hollow. 
I mean, that sound of them leaves scratching, it carries. And them birds mm-hmm. love that. And do you like to mimic what you're hearing from the hens? Because I, I yeah. like to do that, too. So if I That's hear them I do. doing something, I'm going to try and mimic it. Yeah, I, I'm, a lot of times that's what I'll normally do. I do a lot yeah. of putts. Um, but if I hear, like, it's situational, if a bird, if I have a bird that he's pretty fired up, he's pretty hot, I like to get him, like, over the top excited. I like to kiki at him. <laughs> kiki! You know, I like yeah. <laughs> I like to I like to throw in the air and war Britain to yawk. I like yeah. to throw the to yawk, to yawk, to yawk in there at him. Oh geez. That you can't resist that. He's coming in full strut, red headed everything. Blood flow yeah. to his head's unreal. Man, but... I I've never had good experiences though with decoys. Um surprisingly you know, I have more success without, to be honest with you. Uh, like, yeah. the times I do, they're, like, they'll commit. They'll come into, like, 40, and they'll just hit the brakes and, like, mm-hmm. slow things down really, really slow. Um, it's just frustrating sometimes where I'm like, dude, come on. So you got to catch them at the right. You got to catch them at the right time. And the thing with Illinois is, I think our first season is catching them at the right time. So you're able to use those decoys and take full advantage of it. Whereas for yeah. you, oh yeah, I mean you're at the end of it, and <laughs> it's probably scaring them more than anything. I don't normally take decoys with me. I just I don't even bother. <laughs> They're bulky you too. Know. Yeah, they they are. I, I like to run and gun, man. Yeah, but I I agree. It's it's all situational, and it goes the same thing with using a decoy for for whitetails as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it can hurt. Like it, can, do, it can make it can make or hurt, or hurt you. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, I've been trying it with the decoys this year, kind of seeing what luck we'd have with the decoys. Honestly, I think it, you know. If I had a gobbler that would see the decoy, he would probably come in. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I just haven't been in that situation just yet. Yeah. Right. I'm I think for you I now. think so too. I think, yeah, with a decoy that Ty sent out, I think if you get on them and they see you, they see the decoy, I think you're going to be in business. Yeah, I think so. Hopefully, yeah, one so of those situations where he comes running at me trying to you know, spur me. <laughs> Shooting at like five feet. Just yes, John. You should reach out and try to grab his leg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just grab him by the neck. The heck of a yeah. story. Man gets attacked by a bobcat and a turkey within the same year. Yeah, so really. <laughs> exactly. That would be nuts. Jeez. John has been getting flogged by a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> That would be pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. So, so boys, what are some? What's one tip that you could give a new turkey hunter that's just starting out? I've been seeing a lot of posts of you know these youth going out there for their first time. What's one tip that you could give to them? I know John, you're you're just starting out with it, but what what have you learned from some of the people that have given you some pointers? Oh, uh, my biggest thing would be just stay persistent and don't give up. 
you know, being yeah. a beginner, you know, I'm in this, I'm in the same shoes as you, you know, just don't give up on it. Yeah. It's, it's a learning experience. If you want to give up after the first, you know, week or two of, of hunting, eh, maybe it's just not for you. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, if you have the drive and the passion for it, then just stay persistent. I mean, you're going to make mistakes, but just learn from them and just, you know, keep pushing. Yeah, I mean, you're, that's exactly it. And that could carry over to all different animals that you're hunting, whether it's mm -hmm. white tail, whether it's going for elk or anything like that. You got to have patience. Yeah. You just got to stick with it because sometimes it happens. Bang, bang. I mean, don't use my example of this season. Use last year's example where I sat out for 10 days straight and didn't kill a bird. Mm -hmm. you know, it's, yeah. right. it's a roller coaster. Yeah, How about you, Ty? Sure. Uh, I would say call sparingly. There is such thing as overcalling. I've seen yeah. it happen. I've personally done it. Uh, you can overcall these birds to actually backfire on you. So I would say be conscious of your call volume and your call sequence spacing. Um, you know, I like to normally in the morning, fresh off the roost, I'm soft as can be, little soft tree yelps, you know, and then yeah. as the day goes, then I'm kind of getting more aggressive with it, locator, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, man, that's my, that's my turkey tip. Yeah. Volume. Let's... That's, that's a great point. It's just volume. Watch your volume. Mm -hmm. For, for me, I'm going to go bring it back a little bit and talk about knowing your equipment and being prepared going into the season. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've okay. I've never used never used a turkey choke before in my life. I always used full choke on whatever shotgun I had around. So, you know, whether it was the eight seventy Remington or using my grandfather's uh, Winchester, I just used whatever I had, and I missed a couple birds that were a little bit further out. So now that I have an actual turkey choke, I understand my equipment. Use the right, you know, load as well for it using the long beards. So just having a good understanding yeah. of what you're capable of doing with your equipment, had the ghillie puck. I tested that out prior to going out, how I wanted to do my setup, you know, okay, move a branch here, get the gun up. Um, yeah, that's just a big thing. Just knowing your equipment that, you know, goes over to whitetails too, is knowing what you're working with. So yeah, that's, that, that that's too. what I got. I love it, man. Cool. But Tyler, I mean, hey boys, one last, one are, last, uh, one last, go. one last thing for you. Give me a turkey Shoot story. It. A turkey story, son? Yes, sir. We have to do it. All give right, your, turkey give story. Give me your top, top turkey story. Top turkey story would probably be, uh, it'd probably be the one I killed with dad, the one I got mad nice. at. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. The reason why was me and dad drew up this beautiful game plan. We were we were up there for a three-day stretch. Uh, we hunted the first Saturday, and it was raining. It's like kind of a seasonal thing where first day turkey season, it's raining. But mm -hmm. um, went out the first day, raining, nothing. Um, and after, we just kind of like hopped in the truck, and we went riding around um glass and fields and we saw these these group of gobblers there's four of them out in this one field that we could hunt 
Um, but you know, in PA, you can only hunt till noon uh, when the season opens. So we were kind of scratched for the day because it was afternoon. So we and the next day was Sunday, so we can't hunt on Sunday. So we were like, all right. <laughs> We're going to come out and see what if these birds are here consistently the next day. So, you know, we made a drive early. Uh, they weren't there. And literally, we made a loop and came back around, and they were there. <laughs> so the time that it took for us to make it back around this this loop of properties, they, they were there in the fields uh, on Sunday. So we were like, okay. So we just periodically, we watched them and they spent all day in that field. There you go. Um, so we knew, all right, next day we're, we're there. So me and dad went, uh, we looked at, you know, some topo stuff at where we watched them go to roost and it was like clockwork, man. We went in there got situated in this deadfall on this rock outcropping in this cut wheat field. And we set the decoys out in front of us like 20 yards. And we, we put, we always put our spread offset because we don't like them to be looking with us in the background. You know what I mean? If that kind of mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. So, we're sitting there and they're firing off roost. Like we can hear these birds that we watched go to roost. It's the same group of gobblers. There's four of them. They all are long beards. They're beautiful. Um, They're firing off in this hollow and we can hear them. They fly down and they start making their way out to us. And then they just shut up (laughs) just like for an hour. No, nothing, no noise. I looked at my dad and I was just like, Seriously? <laughs> like, <laughs> so, like, case in point, like, they were hammering at I mean, they were geese honking, and they were hammering at it. I mean, all of them <laughs> in sync, and they just shut up. And we're sitting yeah. there, and I'm scratching my head, and it's like, now, by this time, now it's like 9.30. I'm like, dude, we made this game plan. And we're sitting there, and I was so disgusted. I just looked over to my right, out, out in this other field. Here they come, single file out across the oh, field, right, wow. right down. And I knew what they were doing. They were going to drop down into this stream bed and pop right up into our field. Mm-hmm. So I told Dad, I said, here they come. And he, we got situated, and he's watching them with the binoculars, and they're coming. And he's like, oh, my gosh. They drop down into the creek bed, and we're waiting and waiting. We're looking where we think they're going to pop up somewhere over at the corner of this field. And sure enough, you know, you see these four bright red telescopes <laughs> pop up, you know, at the corner of the field. Let's like, go. There they are. And sure enough, man, they as soon as, you know, they stretched their heads real high, and they were locked. As soon as they did that, I was like, they see the decoys. And they locked on, and here they come, man. They're running, all but running across this field. And as they're running, they're gobbling. It was, I was like, my heart was <laughs> pounding. Like, they closed the distance so fast. And, you know, just like I was saying, they got to, like, like it, the way they came in, they came into our right. And I'm right-handed, and Dad's left-handed. So he was on my left-hand side. So I had to let one bird get in front of me. Oh, wow. For it to get to him, you know what I mean? So he yeah. can get a shot. 
because we wanted to double up. So he kept telling me, Dad's over there, and he's like, gotta let the lead one by. Let the lead one by. <laughs> I'm telling him, like, we're whispering back and forth, and these birds are gobbling at everything. There was the farmer came out of his house and slammed his truck door, and they were, they all gobbled it. Gobbled to that, yeah. Simultaneously. And I mean, now they're at like, and now they're getting, see, what they did was they cut the distance to us. And then they made a beeline, like they were going to go to the tree line, like circle behind us. Uh-huh. So they're like, you know, 25 yards from my dad, but they're over to my right, if that makes sense. And yeah. I have to, I'm going to have to swing to get a shot. So the, the lead bird starts to, he gets past me. And I mean, he is a freaking monster bird, like huge. <laughs> and I've watched him cross my gun barrel. And, you know, I told dad, I'm going to putt three times. And on the third, that's when we shoot, you know. And, uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm looking and I told my dad, I was like, I got to swing, don't shoot. Because he's, <laughs> I could see him in barrels shaking, you know. <laughs> I and I just picked, you know, the second bird that I could swing on was the one that I was going with, you know. Yeah. And so I swung on him and I told my dad, I'm on him. Are you ready? You know, and the uh, then like once they did that, like the birds knew, oh, something's not right here. Yeah. Like, it was like at that second, like they all broke strut, you know, and we shot dad hit his i dropped mine mine was out like it was actually a pretty far shot it was close to 40 yards when i dropped it i mean it dropped him like a ton of bricks yeah and uh dad shot three times at his and didn't end up not getting his bird he hit it but dang yeah but i mean like that right there, you know, that roller coaster of events. Yeah. You know, the highest of highs, they're firing like textbook on roost. They hit the ground, they shut up, and then the game plans back on it and it unfolds. It, like, it could happen so fast. And you just does, never man. know. It that's, does. A great, that's a great story, dude. Yeah, man. So <laughs> it ended up being a pretty, pretty decent bird. He had a nine and a half inch beard with oh, inch yeah. and quarter spurs. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Had to get oh yeah that's so. what it, i'll be heading to indy in a couple of days and uh nice, think may, may 3rd so if i get one down there i'll get that mounted john still has kansas you're gonna get started up in pa i think gavin starts wednesday i think in indiana yep. i think their youth season already started so yep. yeah we could still get some birds down boys oh, oh yeah, we're gonna absolutely. get some birds down man we're gonna knock some birds down i guarantee it so stay stay tuned, everyone that's listening. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have everybody. a couple more a couple more gobblers down. So appreciate y'all for listening.